0: It's flame the hottest podcast on the internet. That has got to have been the uh, Ed Sullivan Show, don't you think? Well, those, all those white people in the audience, that was not Soul Train, I can tell you that right now. Uh, ball of confusion, temptations, that's what the world is today, hey, hey, some of you were confused as to whether or not I'd be doing a show today. And uh, you know sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get it together. Get it, to get it together, kids. Hey man, why don't we go out the country and get our heads together? Let's do that. We'll find our heads in the country, man. You know we get away from all this, all this noise. All these people, the rat race, you know, man, it's all just a game anyway. Let's go back to nature where we can really, really get down, get down with the more simple way of being with one another. I like my new flannel. This is my patriotic flannel. It has red, white, and blue in it. Isn't it cool? I got it at the cowboy store down the road. That's my new shopping place. It's the cowboy store. And I tried to find a, a cowboy hat for Jasper, but they are all too big. How is everybody? Welcome to the show. Um, you know, I have played that Temptation song before. I don't like playing songs I've already played, but it's such a good song. And... I love Eddie Kendrick's voice. He's got that falsetto. It's just, man. And he really like, uh, tears it up on, on what two of his uh, two songs from his solo, solo career. Um, keep on track. baby, you got to keep on track. You know that tune, man, what a, what a cool song that is. And of course, when they do Papa Was a Rolling Stone, he steals the show on that. Big Temptations fan. One of the most underrated groups in American pop music history. David Ruffin also in there. Writing a lot of the material, by the way. All right. how is everybody? How would you all sleep last night? I had another rough one. Boy. Ugh. The last 48 hours. It wasn't the same thing. I wasn't dealing with... Uh, with the same thing, but I was dealing with other things last night. This is a very intense time. And I think uh, highly sensitive people have a difficult time dealing with what is going on in the, the rhythms, the ragged rhythms, the dissonance of the electrosphere that we're living in because we do live in an electrosphere and i'm usually like a a fucking tank right i'm i have a lot of tank like qualities uh in my chart and in my persona Uh, and so i've been able to just move ahead and just you know plow ahead like a tank uh but every now and then man Even, even Mr. Scaly Armor Tank guy winds up dealing with some of these energies that are going around right now and they're, they're intense. I think humanity is getting cooked. That's my, that's my sense. And I keep getting feedback from other people uh, who are having a real issue with sleep and uh, feelings of unease. Like last night I was, I was, it wasn't, it was weird. It wasn't like like I know what it's like to have an anxiety attack, um, and it this was kind of like that only with, with without. So it was like it was an anxiety attack without the feeling of anxiety. Does that make sense? My breathing was all off, and every time I'd fall asleep, I it would wake up again, and it was just weird. So two nights in a row. Uh, I've had to basically kludge the sleep experience. But here we are. And to everybody who has sent me uh, remedies for high blood pressure, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And your care is um, not unnoticed. Thank you for that. And I actually have ordered, I already ordered some Vedic um solution right so I'm, i've been taking that and so somebody else said well here try this this really seems to work so i'm going to try that too i'm just going to throw the kitchen sink at this now right jasper where is he say hi to everybody there he is right down here he's having a lick fest you can join the show anytime you want all right. Well, we're going to talk about it's not my it's not my greatest fear. I don't, you know, once you once you go down all these very dark rabbit holes and expose yourself to the worst possible outcomes, which for the most part I have, you don't really have any greatest fears. They're all the same. They're all the same fear, right? They're all manifestation or different different reflection of the same fear. So I think what we're going to talk about today is the exposition of a fear, particular fear around war, because there seems to be the winds of war stirring in the backdrop of this upcoming election. And there's also some other things going on too, which I want to talk about that are not related to the election but are related to war and it's um this is a very interesting we're living in a really really interesting time really and it may seem like incredibly uh, dark dystopic they're basically saying oh yeah go get your 12th booster and go get the mRNA it's just like having a flu shot and and meanwhile, people are dropping like flies on television and, and nobody's really paying attention or saying anything. Meanwhile, with so-called leftists asking for uh, an am, uh, a vaccine amnesty through the Atlantic. And, you know, where, where are you with something like that? Where are you? Are you inclined to say, okay, yeah, we'll forgive you shitheads for being just completely and utterly impossible to deal with, tyrannical and manipulative. Yeah, we're we're good. We'll, we're good with that. We'll forgive you. That's the Christian thing to do, isn't it? To forgive them, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Or is it more along the lines of like the fucking Holocaust, right? Never forget. I mean, these are the two models, right? These, the two models, turn the cheek, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Have mercy on their souls. And the other cheek is never forget, motherfuckers, we're going to make you pay for this for the next three generations. In fact, we're going to go after your ass and we want fucking reparations. So where are you on that spectrum? Are you that hardcore on one side or the other? Are you in the middle? Can you be in the middle? It's not an easy place to be in the middle on because there were a number of people that went out there and absolutely bullied the fuck out of people to get a shot. A lot of them were famous. Uh, some of them not so famous, but maybe you might know them, right? Like maybe Hilaria Baldwin would be somebody like that. And and then there's just your run of the mill people who would get on TikTok or get on YouTube or get on Facebook live or Twitter or whatever. And, you know, shame you into getting the shot. And in a lot of cases, most people are bye-bye, right? They're bye-bye. So that's also in the air too, right? right? Like, are we ready, willing, and able to just extend a hand across the table? No problem. No problem. Now get the fuck out of my life, you loser. <laughs> Is that where we're at, Jasper? I never vaccinated Jasper. Ever, it doesn't matter whether it was mRNA. I, I remember one time I took him to the vet. Is he caught? Is he caught up with his rabies shots? I'm like, he's a fucking indoor cat. Why, why does he need a rabies shot? Then ended that conversation. All right, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of. Love, some love for our sponsor. You know I'm talking about. True Him Science. And we're going to get into uh, the ASMR, True Him Science reality. I should come up with a soundtrack for this. Something sort of atmospheric and jungly. Maybe I could use some Martin Denny. Here we go. So, True Hemp Science, where their motto is, Mother Earth is our CEO. I'd be down with that. I would definitely be down with that. True CBD, True Hemp Science sources full-spectrum hemp from organic farms all over the world, ensuring you regain wellness through nature. So, that's a big part, right? Chris is finding the absolute best CBD that he can find all over the world and then using his very unique processes in order to bring them to market and ultimately to your home and into your system. And the news of the day is the gummies are back in. Sleep gummies are back in. And I can't wait. I've been about two weeks without the gummies. And this whole sleep uh, nightmare for the last 48 hours, um, who knows? Who knows where I'd be if I'd had a gummy inside of me, right? So I'm looking forward to getting them this weekend. And thank you, Chris. Two flavors now. If you like cherry, which I prefer, or if you like watermelon, which other people prefer, you have options. You have flavorful options for your nighttime gummy experience. And oh, by the way, in this coffee, I've got some moon dust. So by the time this podcast is running down, the moon dust will be kicking in. And um, I'll uh, I'll be ready for the next part of my day, which includes working with clients. And that's how my day goes. I get up, I do this show usually have a bit of a break and then it's two to three sessions with clients. So I am a busy dude, but I don't mind it. I'd rather be busy than not busy. And as long as I have Jasper, my assistant around here, things get done. Right, Jasper? Right? You're involved in so much of the background and infrastructure. Speaking of infrastructure, before I before I talk about it, let's just finish this out. If you're interested in some of Chris's products, Go to truemscience.com backslash ref backslash 23. Let me repeat that. If you're on the podcast, truemscience.com backslash ref backslash 23. You spend $100 or more and you get free product thrown in, which is always great. Spend $150 or more and you get free shipping. And I will be in Austin. uh, Not this week. But next Friday, doing a live stream from the uh, True Hemp Science World Headquarters. That'll be a blast. Okay, let me give you just a quick update on some of the things we're working on over here on this side of the world. So myself and my email maven, uh, Mishi, um, have been uh, working on putting together a Discord server for the 11th house. And... I don't know if any of you have uh, had any experience with discord, but she ran me through uh, the, uh, the, the discord model yesterday for the 11th house. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So we're going to, we're going to open that up and it's probably going to be sometime after the next newsletter, which will be on 1122. So if you're a member and you are, when I say member, it means you're a contributing member to uh, the 11th house. You're going to have access to that Discord server. And it's going to be a cool thing because we're, have, we're having a very um, specific focus. And I know there's a couple of Telegram groups out there uh, that people chime in. This is going to be different. It's going to be very different. Discord is more robust, by the way, than Telegram. There's a lot more things you can do in Discord. But one of the things that we are going to do on Discord is we are going to have a very targeted, um, how do I say this, crowd search function, amongst some other things. And so what I mean by crowd source function is that we'll take a, a topic, whatever that topic is, and then if you are so inclined right? We'll have a group of people that will just drill down on that topic. And the idea is to create a kind of a group, um, experience of journalism. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do a discord, uh, and kind of set it apart from whatever else is going on on, on, um, the uh, Telegram pages is because my experience with, with the Telegram stuff is that there, there is a lot of, uh, in, in, in good spirit, by the way, I'm not, I'm not uh, decrying the, the efforts of the people that show up on the 11th house in Telegram, but there's a lot of cutting and pasting, a lot of copying and then pasting of content, and then people talk about it, which is fine. Right, I mean, people are in a thrush of discovery, and have been for a while now. But what we want to do is we want to create something a little bit different. Now, there'll be other sections there; it won't just be one thing. There'll be other sections, and uh, one of the sections will be almost like a group journalistic effort. So that means that you become active right? You're not just a passive copy paste person, right? You're interacting with other people. And there's one thing that we're drilling down on. And then the idea is to take those things and then put them together and have <coughs> some form of a presentation of the results. Like say for instance, um, a Substack page. So this is a kind of a new development, right? I've, what I want to do is I, I want to give people a sense of being engaged and that when they find something, right? It's just not like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And everybody nods their head and goes, Yeah, you're right, you know. Yeah. And then it and then the 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 revelation reverberates in the echo chamber. So we actually want to we want to do some things and then have a physical document of that thing that we're doing. So that's gonna be a part of the Discord channel. And if you're, if you're a member, you're gonna get access to that. You will get access to that. And like I said, not everybody has to be engaged in what they call like citizen journalism or whatever, right? But that's part of what we're gonna be doing. And it's a new level of interactivity and empowerment. It's, I'm urging people to get involved and to uncover things and to feel like their efforts are not just, hey, look at this, I found this and everybody else says, yeah, oh, wow, that's terrible, that's shitty, right? This is a way to get into something, create something And then bring bring to the broader world. So that's going to be, and there'll be other parts of the Discord server too. We can talk about astrology. Like there's a bunch of different things we can do there, but that's going to be one of the functions. So I'll have more information in the next newsletter that hopefully you're all getting. And if you're a member, and we're going to go from Mercury all the way up to Jove, you'll get access, pardon me, to the Discord server. That'll be your thing. You'll get access to that. And then I'm also working on a longer form of astrology course for the beginning of the year. And it'll be modular. It'll be the first module will be read your chart. Right? That's where it's going to be. Read your chart. second module will be read your chart and read a chart for others. So that would be the Astrology of Sinistry and uh, Composite Charts. Okay, And then after that, there'll be another module, which was the Beyond module. And then that will take you through just about everything else that you need to know about astrology. With the idea that when you're done, that if you're interested in using astrology as a career path, you'll have everything you need. It dawned on me yesterday as I saw Evan's picture up there with David, right? I'm like, that guy learned astrology for me. I mean, he, he, he learned a few things on his own, okay? He's, smart, he's a smart kid, but he learned astrology for me. He watched my shows, was in my chat room, I've done, did about half a dozen readings for him and he's really good at putting things together, right? And what's he doing now? He's making money as an astrologer. Look at Heather Eland. Heather Eland was my student. I would meet with Heather Eland at Whole Foods like two days a week in Austin and just download, download, right? Look at her. She's really successful. And have other people who are working astrologers who may not be as famous as Heather or about to be as Evan, but they've learned enough to make money off being an astrologer, right? To help provide for themselves. So this is, I've I've never done a full blown out, like 18 week course broken down into modules, but that's going to happen. And if you're interested in, and you can just go one, two, or three. If you just want to learn how to read a chart, great. You want to learn how to read a chart and read the chart for other people and and some synistry and some midpoint composite stuff, great. Right? And then if you want to go beyond that, well, there you go. So you're going to have options. And that's for the beginning of the year. But hey, look for the Discord server. That's going to be cool. It's going to be the cool kids club. All right. Let's get into chatari. I have a runny nose today. God, I wish I had a Jasper. Give me a tissue. See if I had a production assistant here. I'll just go tissue, tissue, tissue. All right. Let's see. Who do we have? We've got DJ MC. What's going on, brother Mike? Good to see you. There's my man Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. The lovely Sony. Hi, Sony. TJ. Tom is the most lovable pest. There is. He's so cute this morning. Are you gonna be on? Are you gonna be on? Show's not showing up. And I'm like, okay. In that moment, I'm like programming everything. Like Tom we will get there in a second. Just hold on. Hold on. But, uh, uh, you know, love it, right? Love the care and the attention and detail. Thank you, Tom, for all you do. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Maurice 100. Queen Lisa. What's going on, Queen Lisa? Good to see you. Equa Equacentric. There's Mark S. Had a great session with Mark S. yesterday. What a dude. All right, who else we have? Nicholas Grimm. Top of the morning, Nicholas. Good to see you here. Wendy says, We were asking about you yesterday. Good to see you, Wendy. Kelly B. It's always a beautiful scorpionic day when Kelly B shows. Kelly, when's your birthday? It's got to be soon. Happy birthday to all the scorpions out there. Huckabuck411 chiming in. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Who else do we have? CC Jones. What's going on, Fran? Fran, house. Hey, it's Michelle. Did anyone see the CNN headline about Trump? Uh, I don't know. Let's go check it out. Hope you're well, Michelle. Uh, let's see. Catherine Kramer, double K. Chamine, what's going on, Catherine? Good to see you. Okay, well. All the confusion. Did I hear that the author of Julie and Julia died of a heart attack at the age of 49? Yes, I did. And she was like a, a cooking person, right? Her name was Julie. And she was, like, doing some Julia Child thing, right? Oh, just happens to die at 49. Yeah. That shit's normal. Right, Jasper? Yeah. Well, I know. She probably has a cat, too. I bet her cat's going to miss her. I did hear that. Uh, Let's see. I feel like Thank you, Fran. You know yes i'm feeling better um i would not say i'm feeling refreshed though something is going on with these frequencies at night i'm telling you i'm out here in the middle of bumfuck and i'm getting some some, uh some zaps i also have a radio tower in my backyard but there's nothing i can do about it uh well man jack in the house baby I used to love listening to Wolfman Jack. Uh, Let's see. She had some harsh words for people who are anti-vax, so I'd say yes. Uh, Let's see. Who else do we have? Equicentric, very rough nights here recently. If I believed in karma, I would say it was instant. No matter what you think of karma, that song by John Lennon is pretty fucking great. It's a comet's gonna get you. Do, 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 do. Gonna knock you off your feet. Better get yourself together, darling. <laughs> Soon to be too late. Uh, let's see who else we have. Thor at the door, brother Steve. Good to see you always. Uh Cremo, there she is, the queen of the black pill. The queen of the black pill gang. Christine should be like a character in Game of Thrones. She's got to look for it. In a good way, by the way. Nuclear flashpoint. The South is being completely ignored. The elections down here and the positioning there of other countries too, all being ignored. Uh, let's see. Tondar, weird time for sleep indeed. I had a dream that Gretchen Whitmer made me help her open up potholes. Ooh, I could go into the whole Freudian world. Hey, big boy, can you help me open up my pothole? My pothole is a little, it's a little stuck today. It's a little tight today. Can you, can you help me open up this pothole? You got a crowbar? Gretchen Whitmer's weird. She's weird. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the jab, I just found out my sister was convinced she'd die if she didn't get the shot. That was right before she wound up on the vent. Well, that sucks. Uh, let's see. They use the threat of nuclear war to manipulate the population. Meanwhile, we've all been silent in a slow moving war. Yeah, I you know, th- they've always used the threat of nuclear war to put people in a state in, in a kind of a low threshold state of trauma. Um, you know, I just and I've looked, I've 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 read so many prophecies and revelations about what's to come in nuclear war and the destruction, you know, and all the places in the United States where theoretically they would go after in terms of a nuclear war. So here's my feeling about a nuclear war. First of all, um, we're not even really sure if nuclear weapons exist. That, put it on the table, Right. We've seen the film of explosions. We've seen the so-called demonstration of two bombs in Japan. But do nuclear weapons really exist? Question mark. I don't know. But let's say for the sake of the argument that they do. If they wanted to, they... they being, let's say China. If China wanted to take over the United States, which you have to understand, that is the goal, right? China wants to take over the United States. They want they want it, they've already pretty much taken it over economically. It's 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 a close deal. But they want they want the infrastructure. They want the land. They want the resources because they're maxed out right? They are maxed out with what they can do with where they're at. And what you see with China is a controlled demolition of the prosperity class. And the prosperity class being their version of the middle, like they have to wipe them out. Like China has little resets that are part of their system because they can't let them get too high in the socioeconomic system, because when you, when you accrue resources, what happens? You become, guess what? Independent. You have less need for the thing that provides you with everything that is provided for you prior to that point in time. It's like if you're a child, right? And you grow up and you get training and you get a job, guess what happens? You accrue resources and you become independent, which means you can move outside of the four walls of your parents' house and they don't have to make your car payment or your insurance payment because you're independent. You're no longer under their um, their rule, uh, their terms and conditions. And ultimately, isn't that what we want? Right, So think of it in those terms. But China wants everybody in, in the system to live in the house and to be dependent. So they can only let a certain number of people rise to a certain level of affluence and abundance in their society. That's cordoned off for the elite. And uh, the elite, you'll see this in any uh, communist or socialist or totalitarian regime. There's, there's, there's a ruling class, which it's, it's based on feudalism. And they're the ones at the top that have the power and the resources, period. And they And they oversee production. And then everybody below them is in service to that. And there can be some level of reward you know, at certain positions that may require more skill than less, whatever, right? But that's how that works. And so, of course, in China, you'll, you'll get people that are fat off the land, but there may be 3% of the population at the most. And then when everybody else gets to a certain point, it's like, okay, this is too much. We've, we've got to cut them back. And this is what this is what COVID was all about for them. They, they were cutting back on the um, influence of affluence inside of their system. And that's what they'll do. They'll never let people get above a certain point. And then when you throw in the social credit scores and the UBI, you kind of lock them in. You lock them into a behaviorist model that's tied to, you know, Skinner and getting the cheese. So, They can't really do much more in China in order to grow their economy. Because if they grow their economy, they put their own ideology and system at risk. That capitalism ultimately will overtake the state-sponsored version of capitalism that they're trying to practice. So then what do they do? They look outside of themselves for more resources, more people. And we're talking about places like Australia in Canada and the United States. So if it's in China's best interest to have a, an entire country intact, then why would they, why would they nuclear bomb this place? I don't think they'd want to. And if they want to make sure this place is intact, they're going to send a back message to Russia and say, You don't nuke the United States. That's ours. Based on all these receipts and everything they owe us, right? Both on a ledger sheet and politicians who have co-signed on the corruption. This place is ours and we don't want you to destroy it, right? So they want to do everything in their power to destroy the country without destroying the infrastructure or the land, which is priceless. Now, would they use weapons in a different part of the global theater that would resemble something nuclear? Sure. Absolutely. I don't think they'd have a problem doing something in Europe to demonstrate what they're theoretically capable of doing. And, you know, in the whole weapons world, that's where it gets really interesting because... You know, there are weapons that we know about, right? The, the ones they tell us about, including the so-called nuclear weapons. But there's a whole grade of weapons way above that that, that you know, all you got to do is look at California and, like, the direct energy weapons and see what they're capable of. I mean, they're literally capable of just frying a house, melting it to the ground. And the trees around it are fine, Right. It's like, what the fuck is that about? And even something like uh, 9-11 in the Twin Towers, and how th- they're just able to completely collapse into piles of dust. And we've seen fires in skyscrapers, tall, you know, very, very tall um, commercial buildings, and they don't do what what those, what those two Twin Towers did. Or the two, or the twin towers. They don't do. They don't do that. They burn and they burn and they burn. So they were using some form of technology in order to make them essentially evaporate, which is what they did. They just evaporated. And I have a theory about it. But oh, by the way, did I tell you that? Did I tell you guys this? I had a show taken down from YouTube yesterday this is weird and it gets into what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit and I'm going to use this um, show as, as, as a way to, to shift the conversation. I did a show on my YouTube channel in 2021. So this is a year ago (laughs) and it has to do with my theory on Prince, the purple revolution, George Floyd, Gemini, all the things that I've covered before on this show and many others. Which, by the way, I don't like to toot my own horn, but nobody else made those connections. Nobody else went into the Aspen Festival of Ideas and saw that Alicia Garza from Black Lives Matters, right, went into the Aspen Festival of Ideas the one prior to what happened in Minneapolis and nobody else also saw that they had a whole raft of public servants and people from the Minneapolis area going to the Aspen festival of ideas. Okay. That's beside the point, but it's part of the story. Anyway, I got a notice from YouTube that I got a strike because I had a show that questioned the outcome of the election. Now, why would they do that? Why would they take down a show that I did in 2020? I Honestly, I don't even remember what I said on that show. And the way that they set it up is I can't even figure out what I said, right? That's weird. So the answer to the question is two, is basically twofold. Number one, they don't want people to go back and discover that show. Number two, they want to dissuade me from talking about election results moving forward. I think, I think it's really primarily the latter versus the former, right? So what does that mean? It means something's in the air. Something is in the air now Biden here. And I got this on, on Twitter. Let me see if I can show it to you guys. Where are we? Um, how about that? Oh yeah. There's that shit here. Um, Okay. This is from the post. I don't know if they're going to jam me for not subscribing. Of course. I fucking hate that. Hi. Welcome to our paywall. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay, so this is from Pointer. I do not know what Pointer is, but I was shown uh, a graphic on Facebook that said it may take days to understand and uh, formally tabulate the results of the election so that every vote is counted. Not knowing the winner in election night says nothing about the fairness of an election or the accuracy of results. Tom Jones, it's not unusual. Election night is Tuesday, but as we've seen in recent times, the term election night can be a bit misleading. It suggests that when the night is over, the election is over. We know that is not the case. Oh, of course not. Think back to the infamous 2000 presidential election, when it took more than a month before we knew for certain that George W. Bush had defeated Al Gore. And of course it was only two. So it's like, they talk about these things in a vacuum. They just use it as an example. It's like, Oh yeah, that's okay. It took a month. Well, it took a month because they were fucking cheating. That's why they were cheating. They were doing everything in their power. So that Katherine Harris, who was in charge of the voting tabulation in Florida, could rig the results and ultimately come up with the hanging chad. And even then, the results weren't established by the electors. They were established by the fucking Supreme Court, okay? The Supreme Court chimed in and said, this is who won. But there's, there's, no, there's no context there at all. And of course, it was only two years ago. that took several days after election day before the votes were tabulated. And we knew that Joe Biden had beaten Donald Trump. Well, why did it take all those days? Because they had to shut the election down and run in a massive amount of votes. And they 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 had to make sure that the calibration of their voting machines would essentially line up and create as little of a digital paper trail as possible. That's what was going on. Now we brace for another election day. In fact, we should probably think of it as an election week or election month. With several races predicted to be quite close, it might take well after Tuesday to determine the winners in places such as Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. Just in, So they're getting you primed because those states are going to be swing states especially Pennsylvania and Georgia, where in Pennsylvania uh, you have uh, Frankenfetter uh, with Dr. Ooze. Frankenfetter versus Dr. Ooze. And in Georgia, you've got um, Representative Warlock and um, Herschel Walker. I saw Herschel Walker give a speech the other night. He was actually pretty good. I was surprised. He was funny. He was personable. I was like, wow, this guy might even have a chance. And then Arizona, of course, Carrie Lake of fire. I don't think Kerry's going to win. I don't think she's going to win. I mean, just look at what happened. I'm just using the past to predict the present. And you had a presidential candidate who was polling near the bottom somehow got the approval of the late John Lewis. And it was like he was sanctified by the black Pope. And then everything took off. They rigged every single freaking primary after that. So that president zombie could win. And the guy would have no more than hundred people at his events. Of course, you saw the massive amounts of people with Trump. You know, your eye doesn't lie. Not much here, a lot over here. Mark Burstein, who is overseeing ABC News election coverage, told Vanity Fair's Charlotte Klein no one's going on vacation on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. This year, it's more critical than ever that the news organizations have no missteps when it comes to reporting the election the results. The seeds of doubt in our elections have already been planted by Trump, his supporters. I mean, you can just tell that this is a, a you know, front-loaded piece of programming mind trash. Uh, there's Kyrie Irving. Pointer, we know where you're coming from. Pointer, news training, ethics and leadership, fact-checking, media literacy. The Craig Newmark Center. Craig Newmark is the guy that started Craigslist. Anyway, um, so they're getting you primed. They're telling you that the election results are going to take longer because, well, they'll do whatever it takes in order to get the results that they need. And this is a flashpoint. Now, it may be such an overwhelming landslide on the so-called red side that the so-called blue slide side will need the requisite amount of time to offset the landslide. Of the, you know what I mean? So a week, two weeks, they'll they'll take what it takes, and they'll find all the votes that they need in order to flip elections. And it's going to be very interesting because um, the way that this thing is lined up, as much as you go on Twitter and you you find a lot of you know, raw, raw, blue juice. Um, there's just too many people that are fed up. They've just front loaded this thing and, and, and they front loaded it in such a way that you almost have to begin to ask the question. Why? You know what I mean? Like what, why did they front load it in such a heavy, heavy sense? Right, like, like um, why does Biden call this guy transitioning to a woman to tell him what it feels like to be a girl, a grown man? The optics are, are, ter- are terrible. They're terrible. People look at, I, and by the way, I never talked about that story. You know what I'm talking about. the cause celeb, got 15 minutes, runs to the White House, made a bunch of TikTok videos, like, who? Like, why do I want to even give that 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 thing any kind of attention? I don't. But when people see that, they take note of that. And they know that they're taking note of that, right? There's no coincidence here. It's not like they're trying to court the people on their side of the ledger sheet by bringing up yet another freak of... Uh, science. That's not why they're doing that. They don't need to do that. They're already, they're already going to go in and just check that thing. It doesn't matter. They're doing it for the other side. They're doing it to rub it in the face of people and they do it all the time. This is the new model. We're going to bring up, you know, Richard Cohen or Richard Levine Rachel Levine and and the guy that is second in charge of nuclear waste who's basically a member of the sisters of perpetual indulgence from San Francisco who are a group of men that dress up like you know um post-renaissance nuns like men in nun drag that's what they that's what they dress like That's their whole shtick. They get up in the morning, they put it on, and that's who they are. So they do that on purpose. It's not to show that they're being fair or that they're honoring this equity piece. Although there is a little bit of that, they're doing it to rub it in people's faces and to say, this is who we're bringing in the White House. We're going to show you how inept we are and that we don't give a fuck. And you think that all of this in front of everybody else is going to make a difference. And guess what? It's not going to make a difference. That's why they're doing all of this. Cause they know that they're going to guess what they're, they're going to run the election. Now here's where the drums of war come in. Because if they are not successful, I mean, what would be what would be a not successful model of this so let's say Kerry lake and all the Kerry lake like candidates in arizona win by a staggering margin let's say 70 30 which in election terms is enormous right now i think she has an 11 point lead but let's say that happens how long would they have to shut down the electoral process in order to get that close enough so that Katie Hobbs and the other side would all of a sudden throw it into question, uh, stall, sue for the results? You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a, a question I don't have an answer for. But it could happen. Right. And, but, and there is a point where, like, they could probably take a week and finalize all these results. And it may fall into this realm of quote unquote normalcy. Two weeks is kind of the outlier. Right. Two weeks is the outlier because once you get to two weeks, you're moving into Thanksgiving. And, families and people getting together and they may want to just an incredibly volatile Thanksgiving setting. That's fine too on their part, not on our part, but then you get into the Christmas holidays. Do they want this thing to bleed into the Christmas? So if they're out a month, if they really think that a month, which would bring it in basically into the eighth of December isn't that like Pearl Harbor Day or something? Anyway, um, if they let it go that long, that's a sign that they're way behind, and that they have to do everything in their power to make up the the vote distance or do whatever they need to do. Right? If that's the case, and and something is out like by two weeks, or if they know ahead of time that this is going to be three weeks or more, they will do something else. They, they will have a different kind of event that'll be used to distract us. And that's where the war piece comes in. Now I wasn't aware of this, but apparently, you know, they're stirring more shit in Haiti. And one of the things that, they found during the last time they went down and dealt with the earthquake in Haiti, which I believe was triggered. Um, I wasn't aware of this, but Haiti is rich in petroleum and gas and other minerals. Who knew, right? So part of the reason why they wanted to do that was to destabilize Haiti, get in and start to take advantage of those assets well apparently that's not going so well and they're having another revolution in haiti and the guy who's leading the revolution his name is barbecue i want to thank lisa for the lead on this barbecue can you imagine being the leader of a revolution named barbecue I think it could start a new trend. Like a leader of the revolution in the South, maybe T-bone, you know, T-bone, you have t T-bone pork chop. Uh, What else would you have? I think those would be the three T-bone pork chop, barbecue, barbecue, You can't have skirt steak running a revolution, unless, of course, it's Rachel Levine. So now we got a little Sturman and drong in Haiti, and I guess Anthony Blinken is trying to drum up support for a coalition of the willing to go in and monitor and take over what's going on with all the chaos in Haiti. And again, you, you just don't know how these things are sliced and diced. This guy barbecue could work for the state. and He's doing it on the state's behalf so the state can go in and take, yeah. This is how this shit works. Every now and then you'll get somebody who managed to manages to capture the spark and the imagination of the people. And they're like, yeah, we're down with you. Maybe that person's had some training somewhere state-sponsored training. I mean, that's what happened with Pol Pot. Pol Pot was trained as a Marxist in France, went to college in France. Kim young un went to college in Switzerland. Haile Selassie uh, was trained by the English elite during his exile from Ethiopia, right? So these people are state-sponsored in a lot of ways. And sometimes they break away and they'll use their state-sponsored training or connections to do their own thing. And I don't have enough background on barbecue to give you an answer definitively one way or the other. But there we go. We got another war situation brewing right in our backyard. We have Ukraine. We have Russia. Uh, there are our American troops stationed on the Poland-Ukrainian border. You know, all of these things are they're 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 like fires all over the world right there are all these fires and in a time where the goal here is to flip the paradigm and to go into a hard reset right these fires need to be stoked you have to keep them burning so that at any one point you can throw kerosene on it and then all of a sudden it gets everybody's attention. And it's part of the crisis, rea- you know, problem reaction solution model. That's the paradigm. So if it looks like that they're not going to be able, even within a three to four week window, stop things or stop most things and declare or undeclare who the winners are, you have to look at what's going on in the world with the global chessboard and global strategy and these wars that we've ginned up so that if indeed we need to take part in one of these wars, it will be already on the table. It wouldn't be nothing new. It wouldn't be shocking. It would just be an escalation of the thing that had been already propagandized. Now, this gets us into another topic of conversation, which is even, I think, far more reaching and would be, um, in some ways, much more of a motivational factor to create a much larger conflict. And that's what's going on with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. And for the first time that and I've been doing this for a long time and I've been following these things for a long time for the first time in the, in in my experience and history of tracking people who have mentioned the unmentionable Kyrie Irving is the first person who up until this point in time has not been canceled. This is a very interesting development. Kanye West, he's on the road to cancellation. By the time this is all done, he won't have any deals. But he will have proven his point. And Kanye, I talked about this yesterday. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, With his human design. And he has one defined channel. And that's the channel of surrender. Like he has nothing else to do. He's a one, three investigator martyr and he's a a splenic projector. He has no other option than to surrender. Now surrender can be, okay, I surrender and you guys have shown me that you can wipe me out and give me the amica and you know, I'll pay for my ticket to the whaling wall. Right. That's one form of surrender. Another form of surrender would be, I'm just going to let it go. And you, you know, this is going to be, um, you know, the Christ-like version of turning the other cheek and I'm going to out you and you're going to ruin me. And when you ruin me, you'll prove my point. That's not what Kyrie Irving is going to do. And it's not what he's doing. And the whole fuss with Kyrie Irving, and I talked about this on the Sunday night show is that he put a, um, a graphic of a movie called from Hebrews to Negroes. And it's one of these films that was done by one of the members of the black, black Israelites, black Hebrew Israelites, which are, are about as extreme as it gets. They're just incredibly extreme, but he just, you know, he just posted that he didn't say anything. He didn't wax poetically about it. He just posted it. And it has created a shitstorm in the sports media world. And everybody in the sports media world are up in arms and they say he should be canceled. He should be suspended. Um, all these things that we know have been a practice for other people talking about something like voter fraud, right? They're getting canceled now. My show got pulled. I got, the, I got the message yesterday. I said, what the fuck is this about? So, to this day, he has not been canceled. That means that the NBA and the New York Nets have not suspended Kyrie Irving. I don't know if Kyrie has any uh, sponsorships, I don't know if he does. He makes a lot of money. He doesn't give a fuck. Right? So this is really interesting. Like we've never seen anything like this before. There's a picture. Let me show you the picture. Let's see if I can find this thing? So there was a whole group of people who were at the Nets game. They showed up. And they were wearing these shirts, fight anti-Semitism, right? Well, gee, I wonder who these people are. First of all, I would imagine these seats are upwards of $3,000 to sit courtside. That's three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. There's probably about $27,000 worth of tickets right on that front row. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight times three is 24, right? I bet you those are $3,000 apiece. I was going to see if this guy was black. No, he's not black. Um, I don't know what their story is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's about 24,000. And then what's ironic is right above it, Cutter Airways, who is apparently a sponsor of the Nets. The Nets are owned by Joe Sy, the guy who started Alibaba. Chinese company. I've never seen that before. I have never seen that before at a sporting event. I have never seen a particular group, particularly that particular group, come out and wear their sentiments on their chest so that Kyrie Irving. Can see them those people will be lionized as heroes but don't underestimate what's taking place because you may have a hundred pundits and you may have a dozen networks who are all speaking out about the atrocities of Kyrie Irving's unmitigated hate speech. but I guarantee you there are people that are listening to him. He's got 18 million followers on Instagram. He's got another 5 million on Twitter. People listen to Kyrie Irving. He has a group of young people that follow him. And this is what they're terrified of. They're terrified of people waking up to the fact that they have the right to question history, reality, and the players that occupy and define it. That is that is what this is all about. This doesn't have, this isn't really about Kyrie Irving, although it is because he's a flashpoint. It's really about what Kyrie Irving is initiating. He's an Aries. He's like, two Aries. This guy is not going to back down. He's got a sun Mercury conjunction in Aries. Good luck. He won't say sorry. What have I said about Aries from the first time I started talking about astrology? They don't say they're sorry. You get an Aries on an apology day, write that day down. And if they do say they're sorry, they really fucked up. They really, really fucked up. And they know that they did something wrong. He won't do it. And it's driving everyone insane that he won't take anything back. Absolutely insane. So this is, I think, potentially an even bigger threat than the uh, than the election. You know what happens if Black America. And uh, Jewish America have a divorce. Oh, it's a big fucking deal. It is a big deal because when you look at the again, this is this is my personal experience. You can draw from it whatever you want. You you can ascribe whatever you know adjective you want you want to, you want to place in front of my name. It's my experience. When I lived in Oakland, California, I used to go to this resale shop and it was run by the Uhuru House. And I didn't know it originally, but over time, after I kept shopping there, they took me into their confidence and they told me that the shop was a communist front. And I mean communist. I'm not talking about soft Bernie socialism. These were communists. And they were have doing the resale business to help fund their communist front. They started a bakery. And who ran the Ohuru House? Again, I am not here to... Make something up. I'm just here to report what my experience was on the ground. That place was run by three Jewish people. Two were two were women and one was a guy, and the guy and the woman were married. The woman who was married was kind of hot, actually. You know, that was that was my Pluto on in Scorpio my ascendant days. Can, hmm. Right. And they were the ones that ran the whole thing. And then one day, one of them gave me their newspaper to read. They thought that maybe I was somebody that might make a good foot soldier. So I read their newspaper, and I've said the story before. I was shocked and horrified. And the first thing that I realized is that almost everybody in their newspaper was black. It's Oakland. So who do you have running that store in running that newspaper, the three individuals I just mentioned, and they just happened to be of a particular group of people. I'm just telling you that. That's my experience. And then you go back in time, which I've talked about on the show before, and who started the NAACP? It was not one single black person. Not one. It was started by one guy who was Jewish and two American socialist communists. That's that's who started the NAACP. So there's been this relationship with Jewish America and Black America, which has been a marriage of convenience in a lot of ways. And it's starting to come out now in the entertainment industry with hip-hop and the guys who are running the labels who profit off of uh, – the violence, misogyny, uh, the degradation, and the celebration and glorification of drugs and death and uh, extreme power. Right, that's what's happening now. That's coming out. And this guy, Liar Cohen, was on with Charlemagne the God. He's a record industry uh, executive, and. You know, Charlemagne said, Well, why do you why do you sign artists that sing about um what's that what's that drink? The purple drink? The purple drink. Why do you sign artists like that? And he basically says, Well, I got mouths to feed. Right. I mean, that's the simple version of it. Lean. It's called lean. Anyway, this thing is the toothpaste is out of the tube now. And you're getting too many people that are talking about this. And you're getting a lot of people in black America waking up and going, yeah, what's up here? What's up with this? We need need to reexamine this relationship. And when that happens, and it's happening right now, the group that wants to shut everybody else down, and make sure that they're labeled as being anti-Semitic, or being hateful or having hate speech, that group will get very nervous, very, very nervous because they're gonna realize that the, the constraints and the handcuffs around reality and defining reality uh, and defining their version of reality are coming off. And that's when it gets dangerous. It's because when we get to that point, anytime, anytime you get to a point where somebody who has been in power is being exposed, they will do everything in their power to maintain that power, including burn everything down so that they don't have to deal with the consequences of their abuse of power and that's where we're headed and it's all coming in to the eclipse with the elections and then there's this kind of back narrative going on with Kyrie irving and kanye west and some people say well that's all part of it well if it is sometimes when the golems unleashed you cannot stop the golem and that's that's the main narrative of the golem story all right Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, putting up with my tardiness. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Use your head in order to show what's real, your heart to simple what's possible. Thank you and love to you all. Robert Phoenix. Bye for now.